0: Well, I'm moving on out, out of Florida, headed for Arizona, where we'll stay. Moving on out, out of Florida, to a place where it's okay to say gay. AZ didn't vote for the fascists, like Florida certainly did. I know things there won't be perfect. I'm really gonna miss my kid While we're driving cross country There still are shows to be done So I'm pulling interviews you may not have heard And I hope you listen to everyone While we're moving on out Out of Florida To Arizona where it's hot as hell I'll take the sauna Over the steam bath to escape that Ron DeSantis fascist smell. It's Nicole Sandler back with you, hopefully in the home stretch to a new home. Today, we'll get back to the politics with political scientist Rachel Biddecoffer. She seemed to explode on the scene in 2018 when she predicted the size of the blue wave in the midterm elections. Originally, she predicted that the Democrats would pick up 42 seats in the House, while they gained 41, making her prediction one of the most accurate of that cycle. Then she used her same theory of negative partisanship to predict that Democrats would recapture the White House more than a year before the election. Rachel Biddecoffer joined me on the show. It was April 8th of 2022. I'm so excited for our guest today. Dr. Rachel Bittockofer is a political scientist and and so much more. Uh, you specialize in campaigns, elections, voter behavior, those kind of issues, right? How do you, how do you become a political scientist?
1: that's actually a really great question no one's ever asked me that before um you know i think it is helpful to have like two parts of of, like no fucking idea what you're doing because (laughs) otherwise you would never to um subjugate yourself to the Pain of pursuing a PhD in poli sci with the uh, knowledge that almost certainly you won't end up as a professor with that degree anymore because <laughs> there's no jobs, right? So, um, yeah, so why does somebody go go into poli sci? For me, believe it or not, Nicole, this is gonna you're gonna love this. Believe it or not, like the blog world was, was developing mm-hmm. when I chose instead to go to graduate school in 09, and I was thinking myself well I, I mean I, I'd love to be a political analyst you know, some something like that but I'm sure I will need credentials beyond I'm an undergraduate major in political science right. in order for people to take me seriously you know so I went to graduate school and then kind of gave up that idea to become a professor for a while <laughs> but it came back to me and And it's so funny, right? Because the the irony is that six years I spent becoming an expert, like an actual trained expert, other people um, just kind of skip that step. (laughs) It turns out you don't need those credentials at all. Tell me about (laughs) it. We have imposters (laughs) everywhere. No Um, shit, dude. Turns out as long as I was an undergraduate major in something, I am now a political voter behavior expert. So.
0: There you go. But you gained some notoriety. We all came to know you back in 2018 because you're the one who predicted this blue wave. You most accurately predicted what was going to happen in that in that midterm. Um, and midterms are kind of hard to predict, aren't they or aren't they or are they? Oh, wow.
1: So you know what, they are. Ex- I was just at a panel recently with uh, David Shore, and someone asked about are elections easier to predict now, and I was, they're, they're so fucking easy to predict, I can do it.
2: <laughs> you
1: know? So to answer your question, midterms have always been predictable. The midterm effect has always been a standard. I mean, it is one of the most powerful and regular patterns in poli-sci of any discipline, of any focus uh, in poli-sci. And and you know, in that regard, when when I came out in eighteen and said, "Hey, it's going to be a banner year for Democrats," everybody was understanding that. That's in the political analyst world, I think, pretty early on. What they didn't understand is how modern voter behavior has changed because of something called party sorting. We've had geographic and regional realignments, and we've had the radicalization of the Republican coalition. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. And and um you know partisanship is what we call a heuristic so like um, you know it's often been celebrated hey Americans don't need to know much about politics or politicians or anything because they've got this party heuristic and it will give them a shortcut to fulfill their civic obligations and so party has always been a really big indicator of what someone would do in terms of vote choice but in this last 20 years it has become almost a perfect indicator to the extent where I can know nothing about you, Nicole, but if I know you're a Democrat or that you lean towards the Democrats as an independent, I can predict your vote choice nine out of ten times. And I don't even need a candidate. I don't need a nominee.
2: (laughs) I don't need anything.
1: I just need to know that. And here's the fun part is that your demographics can also predict your partisanship. So based on that stuff and this thing called negative partisanship, Mm -hmm. which is not something I invented, it's just something I uh, another scholar uh, invented and we are actually aren't 100 percent sure who uh, just a little group of us that study that started talking about this concept called negative partisanship which is the part when you have your identity as a Republican or a Democrat some of that identity is grounded in what you think feel and believe about the opposition party right right and so when you think about negative partisanship Initially, people were like, oh, what's more important love of your own party or hate of the other? And what has happened over time is that hate of the other has become the driving factor, right? Yes. So in 2018, I was able to say, "Look, it's not just that Democrats are going to have a banner day; it's they are 100% going to flip at least 23 seats in the House, and that's what they needed for control. So control is all but a given. And then the question is, how big will the wave get? And I anticipated it'd be somewhere around 42 seats, and it was like 41 or something. Right. So, yeah, but it's it you know it is base it is a testament to what I want to really stress to people who are listening to this it, you know and I, I joke and I say oh you know elections are so predictable even I can do it but the fact of the matter is this partisanship factor it, it, the Republican system is designed around it and ours has not made that adjustment and so I'm really trying to get people to understand how important and, and uh, critical it is that we go into 2022 with a strategy. That's, that can meet this polarized moment
0: great and that's exactly what i wanted to talk to you about because we need we i'm talking about democrats the people who don't want to see the republicans get back any power because of well what will happen if if when that happens and i don't even want to think about it um so so we need a strategy and i hate to say it but the elected the the party elders let's put it that way um don't seem to have much of a plan a- am i off base in saying that
1: well so one thing i want to stress and this is another like turn i'm trying to get people to take that follow me or listen to me, is to understand like okay look schumer and pelosi and jamie harrison i mean really and fill in the blank famous person that you know right like they get advice Right. And like they're getting advice from very well credentialed. I mean, certainly better credentialed than me <laughs> right? in terms of electioneering as far as resumes go. Uh, people. So, like, you know, stuff like Hillary Clinton ran the wrong campaign or, and didn't deliver for like, you know, people, da da da. She's given advice as to what to say, what not to say, uh-huh. what to run on, what, how not to run. She has no input at all. On the voter targeting, the, you know, how the f- voter file is used, you know, uh, the candidates are only going to be as good as the advice that they get. And that's why what I'm doing is such an uphill battle, because and you can and I like to think of it from the consultant's perspective, the people that I'm arguing we need to, to make changes with. Um, you know, here's this person who's never done their job. Telling them this is how you should do your job, right? Right. I mean, it's obviously a, a tough pill to swallow. And then when you factor in me telling people, look, it's 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 not about left, right, progressive, liberal. It's about brand ambassadors. They're running a branding operation against us. It doesn't matter if you know. Katie Porter took a vote or did not take a vote on an issue when they come after it us on whatever the issue is it will be Democrats not Democrats but not 10 of them right right Or Rick Scott's plan, right? It's just Republicans' plan, right? So getting people to understand, you know, yes, all these things that you're super passionate about, like there are ways to run on them and turn them into electoral wedge issues. That we've never done that, and I'm happy to discuss that a little bit more. But at the end of the day, the Republican Party's message is always, hey, voters on our side, be afraid, be a very afraid. If you don't vote, these people are coming for you, okay? Mm-hmm. And, then, and then that same message is hitting the conversion pool. It's not a different message. It's just the same message. And the conversion pool doesn't know jack shit. They don't follow politics. They don't read the news. They know nothing that you know if you're listening to the show, your friends, your norm, normal families, the muggles. They know nothing of anything except for what gets through in these imagistic brand assaults. And all they hear is Democrats are all socialists
0: And they're coming to defund the police and to eat your children, to to sexually assault them and eat them. Right. Because they're all pedophiles. Yeah. yeah, Truth has no bearing. And, you know, um, I always I try to be fair. You know, this show, I'm I'm an opinion host, but everything is based on fact, based on the news, based on reality. And if I ever get anything wrong. My listeners will tell you. I ask sure. them to let me know so I can correct it because I don't want to put out false information. The other Valley. side has no compunction. They 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 lie and they'll swear to it. They don't give a shit. So um, and they have a media infrastructure to back them up which makes it all the more dangerous so we need people on our side to call them out on this shit do we have anybody doing it
1: and here's the thing nicole when they send an ad off to their lawyers what they want to know is will i go to jail and push this thing as far as you fucking can okay when we send shit off to lawyers (laughs) man, make sure it meets the goldest standard ever, dude. Like, right. you know, leave no room. And I'm like, look, let's shoot for PolitiFact half true. Because they're so a they're, they're record. I mean, unlike them, we don't have to lie to make them scary. They're fucking record is yes. right. And the
0: reason why other people aren't terrified about it, guys, is they don't fucking know. Because we don't tell them. <laughs> they watch Fox or Newsmax or OAN. Any of, that. It, any
1: of that. So, any like, of you know, it. if you want to know who are target target audiences I mean just if you do anything civic anything at all that's a yarn or a quilting group or a bully league or you know the girl boy Scouts mom troop whatever man pro, pro these people for current event info okay they haven't heard any of the shit that you've heard if there's a tornado that wipes out 400 people they'll hear that you know, nowadays you gotta kill what, a hundred kindergartners to make the news on guns. Yeah. So, you know, something like that they'll hear. And then they get the, the the like the monotone narrative. So during Trump era, that was Trump is scary and things are crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And now with Democrats, it's inflation's bad and gas prices are high, right? And, and but, that's but, just but the nature can, of the system.
0: And and not never once do I hear anybody say, by the way, those are not problems unique to the United States. Gas prices are high around the world, as is inflation. I have a listener, Patrick, in Germany, who emailed me the other day, and he said, I'm so sick of all the whining. Yeah, g- gas is four twenty-five uh, a gallon in America. The equivalent amount here is over $9, so stop whining and elect better candidates. No
1: doubt. Hello? Yeah, Right? It must seem like so confusing to, I mean, I do talk to, to some international audiences. And the reason why it confuses them, guys, is that like we're living in this fucked up absolutist like version of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights that have verved us, both a media and an election system that is not just different from our other European democracies and from our friends of north, it is dramatically fucking different. It's a completely unregulated winter wonderland of you can say whatever the fuck you want now we don't do that mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. because we're um and again we don't have to i'm not advocating that we just make shit up we don't have to we no just exactly <laughs> republican party has a secret plan to raise your taxes and end social security <laughs> you know?
0: and it's not so secret no, I... they're saying it out loud and i'm here no, in shit. florida and that idiot voldemort uh is our former governor only to be replaced by somebody who's even worse death <laughs> sentence uh, it's it's just crazy down here
1: it really is right and like the democratic impulse is like well, we have to make sure you, you'll read these tweets that come out, and it's like you know Senator Rick Scott's plan. <laughs> no, no, it's just Voldemort. Plan, <laughs> dude. Like it's the Democrats' plan to defund the police. Is it not? Right. It doesn't matter if you're Jamie Harrison, Abigail Spanberger, or actually one of the five fucking total Democrats that have ever had the words come out right come exactly. Out capacity, right, yep. um, you're getting saddled with it, and that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about a brand assault, right? And in the midterm, th- this is what we're fighting. What drives these fundamentals of a midterm is twofold. There's the swing pocket, that small, pure pool of independence. They're not greatly informed people by the most part. They don't have a lot of interest in civics and politics, which is why they're kind of, you know, agnostic. <laughs> uh, some of them are highly engaged, but most of them are actually stupid as fuck. Okay. Right, right. And, and they go with whatever the prevailing wind is, and the prevailing wind is always against the in-party. <laughs> so our goal in 2020 is to make a lot of conversation and dominate a lot of news cycles in which the
0: public. And party and their shit show is the star of the show you mean in now, 2022 because you just said 2020 and i don't want to relive that again right. <laughs> yes
2: 2022
3: got it
0: right <laughs> yes uh and, and you know there is the thing as we hit this year i said oh no it's 2022 like again yes. it's just like, and uh, it feels that it way doesn't so. it i mean
1: god nicole i'm so glad did you catch that? Uh-huh. like, hey, I have news for you all. If you watched with bated breath as I did the inauguration of our wonderful President Joe Biden. Under armed guard, mm-hmm. <laughs> completely closed off, apocalyptic, hunger game-looking fucking setting, yep. and then, like, felt better, you know? I'm here to tell you that you should not be feeling any better at all. In fact, they have uh, taken out all of the things that serendipitously predicted the transfer of power last time. Because it's the only reason we had the transfer of power is they just didn't have quite the radicalization down the state party levels that they needed it into these elections.
0: But they ratified. do now. And they do now. <laughs> That's the thing that people need to understand. So the machine that Trump and his minions tried to put in place in in process last in November of 2020, they have or they're on the verge of having in place for not only 22, but certainly for 24, whereby they're replacing the local what were used to be nonpartisan election uh, supervisors or boards or whatever, with partisan actors who are rapidly Republican. and by that I mean anti-democratic Republican.
1: Exactly right? right, and I mean here's the here's an apocalyptic scenario that I, you know. There's a reason I was terrible at fundraising. I'm way too honest and blunt, right? And, I, and I'm not here to bullshit people. Like, listen, stakes are not policy. Like, okay, not that I don't care about policy, but now the policy is survival. Right? Yeah. Survival of uh, 245 years of of our you know our 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 um, you know our relatives, our our friends, and our neighbors we have to preserve the American experiment but also you think about all the millions of people who are unborn now who may be born into a fascist country. <laughs> you know it, it, it's the stakes are really really high in 22. So I have to be really honest with people please and right. that's what we need the midterm effect like th- this is what we know, right we can te- we can measure it in two. Really reliable polling indicators that are aggregated, meaning they're collected from multiple sources and then we're given an average for them. And one of them is called the generic ballot, which asks people, "Do you want to vote for a Republican or Democrat in Congress in the fall?" We do not have the advantage on that. We used to; we had it through the whole Trump era, start you know through 2017 and on. And then predictably, after Biden got into office and started doing the job over the course of 2021, that started. trend the other way and it has now completely inverted and it, it was inverted before when when the democrats were doing infighting and blaming joe manchin and Kristen cinema for everything in the world even though there's still you know no 50 votes for republicans there's like no votes for republicans right, right? exactly um, so during the height of our sausage making ordeal you know it's one thing to kind of see this opinion come in, in such a negative way, but since then we've actually seen like kind of an extraordinary event. I mean, Russia invading Ukraine, Putin and um, you know, Biden has whipped together this coalition of NATO. They're just fucking killing it, right? Sanctions, nuclear bombs, and like Biden's doing really well. The economy is doing really well
0: by all yeah. counts, right? Except in the news media and the and the and the narrative that the right is pushing.
1: Yep. And it's powerful because like, you know, the, when they release data and it says, you know, why is oil prices high? And, you know, you have five responses, but the modal response, the one, the plurality is, you know, Biden, it's Biden's fall right. and it's 41 percent of survey respondents. The reason is, if you look at the cross tabs, it's all Republicans. right? They like Biden could like resurrect Jesus. OK, And they're they're not going to say that he did
0: a good job. No. I mean, the absurd thing is Biden is a a religious man. I'm not. But okay. so, you know, the the Republicans are supposedly a lot of evangelicals. You would think the the um, the 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 Catholic, the guy who goes to church every Sunday, the guy who wants to take communion or whatever it is they do, because I don't know um, (laughs) that they would go for him rather than the guy who held the Bible upside down and said three Corinthians Corinthians. Or whatever yep. he said, who d- who never read a Bible and won't admit it. And yet they yes. they hold him up as the the guy. I, it, it, I call it opposite world. Are you familiar with the concept of opposite world? It goes. Well, I
1: am. It, it, I mean, the, that that would be a good way of, of like other than the word gaslight. Yes. Well, it goes. Everything like, Republicans do,
0: like this here. Everything you thought you knew,
1: you never knew it all. Sideways is straight ahead. Facts no longer matter. Reality is now. Fixed. There's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop,
0: Opposite World. Nothing makes sense. Right. And I used to say I would debate a Republican because I am about issues. The thing is, they have to stipulate to the facts. Sky blue, grass green. And I can't find a single Republican who will say, yes, we breathe air, we drink water and not the other way around. So you can't have an honest conversation with them because they don't understand honesty. But you're saying it's not even about that. It's more about the brand. It's more about how we package it and position it. They are so Dug in deep. I just saw some guy doing a man on the street thing with people, I guess, at one of Trump's rallies. And, and, um, the, the, first of all, they asked about, uh, January 6th and this couple wearing their Trump t-shirts said, he said, what do you think about January? sixth? Oh, it was a lot of Antifa. You know, they were, they were there stirring up trouble. Well, no, they weren't. And we know they weren't, but that's what they've been told so many times that they believe it, right? Repetition breeds a new narrative. They believe it. And so how do we counter that? Yeah, I mean that's the
1: that's the thing we need to understand, right? Like it's not this isn't Kansas anymore. It's not nineteen ninety-two. These folks have been subjected to not just months, not just years, but cycles worth of psychological warfare on them between the right wing media and the right wing electioneering orbit and you know radicalized frankly mm-hmm. right so you can't de-radicalize folks easily you can do it not easily certainly not why Fox News continues to spew every night okay that's a, just a given you, it, Fox News outperforms CNN and MSNBC combined nightly right. <laughs> right. Right. yeah and it's just not it's, it, there is many components of, since Russia's dead there are many components of right wing media that should go but it, all of those could stay and Fox News could go and you would see a difference, right? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Fox is really that repetition machine. But it's beyond that. They understand how we behave, they understand our weaknesses, they understand the weaknesses of our media system. And they have designed a system that is based to exploit all those weaknesses, right? So what I'm arguing is since they're, you know, they are just as predictable. I mean, I don't know, apparently other people. don't know how they operate and I just happen to be weirdly interested in that, but they have a system that works really well. We can do it in a more responsible way. And we're certainly not advocating that we want to wage psychological warfare on people. But at the end of the day, guys, there's only 15, 10% of America that would describe themselves ideologically as liberal. Okay. And if we're trying to persuade conversion voters, swing voters to vote for us, or trying to drive turnout, we need to meet voters where they are. Mm -hmm, Okay? mm -hmm. And where they are is (laughs) self-interested. Okay? They don't give a flying fuck about the collective, especially the white people, right? Mm -hmm. If you want to hit people... And make them care about your shit, then you got to put it in personal terms and you got to make it
0: feel high stakes. Right. Like how this is going to help you. And the thing is, a lot of the ideas that they used to call, you know, far left and socialist and Republicans still do just because of the branding is actually mainstream now. Uh, Medicare for all. I think most people want universal health care. You know, they don't want. Uh, their health insurance tied to their employer they want to be able to and it shouldn't be republicans don't want their employers to have to pay for their employees health care the thing is it's how it's positioned how it's how it's um, put out there to the public am i wrong no, you're not
1: wrong because here's the thing: is like, like, and, and this is an understandable um, strategy if, if for for the left to have taken. So, like, the last decade, what the left has focused on extensively is increasing the popularity of their policy proposals, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you know, getting them into the high fifties, sixties, even seventies, eighties on some of the shit, right? And in order to do that, what they have done is marketing that has been bleaching out the partisanship and the and the policy. Because they want is when you want to mass market something, partisanship is bad way to do it, right? And but but the problem is, so they thought what would happen is if you make shit really popular, then the Republican Party has to move and respond on these issues, right? And that is where I'm coming into the understandable mistake component because that assumes some things about the American electorate that aren't true, right? Number one, the election's not you know, uh, formed and engaged at all, right? Mm -hmm. They know nothing, and as we've talked about. And, you know, if you think, okay, I've got this thing, Medicare for all, or $15 minimum wage, and it's in the 60s, you know, Republicans are going to move over. You you can only assume that under a a body politic that is healthy, the mass Mm -hmm. electorate, and an honest opposition party. Okay, And we have I, neither of those. Exactly. Things. Exactly. Ten years ago, they were really moving very, very quickly in that direction. But, uh, you know, the literacy about what's happened with polarization and hyper partisanship, even among analysts. Is really low, so it's understandable why IEs and public interest groups and all these other groups working for policy just assumed I just got to make shit popular, right? Right. right. <laughs> and what we, but what we we need to do now is that it is popular, right? So we can we can either cry in our lemonade or we can make lemons at or whatever, cry on our lemons and make, make lemonade, lemonade, right? Right. So we've got this shit now that's really popular, and now it's time to wedge issue it, and that's what I'm really. focusing here on my post-strike pack work on is teaching every group, candidate, entity that wants to work with me, how do you take something like healthcare and make it a powerful weapon, right? Make it in fucking possible for them to not support it. Or if they do, make it clear to the electorate You don't have nice shit because of the Republican Party, right? Yes. And so, what we need to do now is take our really popular shit and bludgeon them with it. Okay. So you mentioned clear who's to blame, and and so like, and I'm going to mention this because you um you had said, oh yeah, you know we need to tell them how this policy is going to affect them. That's kind of actually what the current Uh you know new strategy is. And what I'm saying is, no, 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 we hit them with something like, hey, that six hundred dollars you had a month for your kids it's gone because, because of, the of the republican Party, part, <laughs> right
0: because they took it away from you yeah, yeah, they're the yeah, ones who fought yeah. again you know you mentioned strike pack so strikepack.com, this is a the the pack you formed to help do this tell us about it
1: well, I mean, I just left strike. Pack oh, did you? Okay. <laughs> to go independent. And the reason I've done that is so that I can, so, you know, again, when we were talking about hyper rigidity in our coalition, that these ads not just have to be factually right on PolitiFact, it has to have every citation and the graphs have to be real, not like, you know, good looking and easy to understand. Like when I talk about that stuff, it also translates down to like hanging out with somebody who runs a super pack. And uh-huh. it became a, um, an obstacle to me getting in as, as much strategy renovation as we can possibly get in. Right. Because if we do not make a referendum theme and just hammer it home all through the cycle, then we are um, we're up Shits Creek. So we really need my um, I'm really trying to spread myself around now. Okay
0: So now are you available? I, I, I couldn't find a website or anything. Are you available for hire? If a campaign wants to hire you to help them in messaging, to help them win an election, are you available?
1: so you know I, the public announcement was on the second just a couple of days ah. ago and what i'm trying to do is fill out my 2022 dance card with entities orgs candidates uh groups whatever that are going to best maximize my impact on strategy and messaging ah. in, in many places as possible because the sad truth is guys with this midterm effect coming those two indicators the generic ballot and the other one's enthusiasm so uh, you know that how excited are are you to vote uh, enthusiasm and yeah. gap, which used to be us 10 points positive and now is them 10 points positive. And definitely isn't a false indicator because now we've seen what happens in Virginia. So we now know, I mean, yes, turnout was high, but it was higher for them. Yep. Yep. <laughs> really? So now we know what's coming. And, and the data doesn't lie. I mean, this is a we are looking at somewhere between 20 and 30 house seats on these two indicators today. And if we drop them, we're going to lose Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. Google races. And that is a really hard pill for people to accept, swallow, whatever. Um, But by September, people will realize it. It's just, I'm trying to get people to panic now. Because it's April and September is too fucking late to panic. Yes, because I want to really illustrate like the 2024 cycle, like the difference between 2020 and 2024 are those Democratic statewides in those three Rust Belt Midwestern states. So it is a matter of, you know, extreme urgency that we go forward with an aggressive strategy that forces the Republican Party to play on defense that does not give in to temptations to engage in wonky debates or substantive debates about the shit they want us to talk about, Mm -hmm. even though it's really tempting. Because trust me, they know that. That's
2: why they designed it that way. (laughs)
1: Let's go and hit them hard. They just murdered, like the the data from red state to blue state on COVID management. It's an apocalypse, right? I mean, it's basically a red state apocalypse. I call the uh, Arizona... Georgia, Florida, Florida, and Texas governors, the four men, horsemen of the apocalypse, right? <laughs> because they killed so many fucking people. And a lot of them, guys, are essential workers. And it's true that a lot of them are Republicans who swallowed the propaganda and, and did not protect themselves. But almost every state, when you look down at the data, who's going to suffer from the lack of mitigation and piss-poor efforts to statewide vax people? It's going to be your essential workforce. Of course. And, and did you interests. hear
0: what Governor Moran death sentence did today? I actually have. Been OK, me. check this out. <laughs> DeSantis bars hospitals and nursing homes, uh, hospices and other long term care facilities from prohibiting family visits dur- during a public health crisis or emergency and bans them from requiring a proof of vaccination to enter. So, you know, this is the man who told the kids, the high school kids, take off the masks. It's a... a it's COVID theater. No, it isn't. And and they're closing down all the COVID centers in the state because it's over. Really, if it's over, then why did Nancy Pelosi test positive today? Why Why eight more members of Congress tested positive today? It's not over. Just because so you're you sick know, of it doesn't Florida's mean it's over. The death rate is
1: seven times higher than D.C.'s, even though it's not. I mean, when you look at, when you control for the wave, the first wave, I mean, nobody fucking knows what's happening. This no. pandemic rushes in. It hits the two coasts. It ravages our major urban uh, centers, right? Mm-hmm. But the second, like the, that first wave takes a long time to disperse through the rest of the country. And when it just gets going down in Florida and Georgia is when they fucking reopened everything, yes. right?
0: And, so and they've had
1: every wave, you know, going but even if you just exclude that time period and look only at vaccination, you know, widely available time, that's when this, this difference becomes very, very stark because because, you know it's not it's, I'm not going to say all death of COVID is preventable right now but almost all of it is the That's death what the is, maybe, is. is. Not maybe not the, the transmission, transmission but the yeah, death I'm not is. talking about breakthrough infection right. I'm talking about the thing that we needed to leave our houses again with some semblance of confidence the thing that keeps us from dying right, right. and it's extremely effective um, and you know DeSantis's record down there is just, it just he should be bludgeoned over the head with COVID mismanagement because he killed off old people and where are all the old people in Florida and he's coming for their social security their yep. medicare and their taxes dude. Right. Like, right. so like the fundamentals are shit for us guys and they're predicting this heavy seat loss but the politics
0: for us are fan-fucking-tastic if we just run into it OK, so we need to run into it. We right. need to be just and this is what I try to do every day on this show. And I, you can tell I don't hold back. I say what I think and I say it in no uncertain terms. But we that needs to go on throughout the, uh, around the country and yeah. from the people who are in Congress. Um, yeah. You know, and so we need we need to see change. So we primaries begin in. Weeks, you know, I May third we have I, if my calendar is right, I think are the first primaries, and they're in Indiana and Ohio. Are we ready?
1: Oh, my expectation is we'll see declined turnout for Democrats across the nation in primaries. Um, you know, and uh, like I said, the data doesn't lie, right? and we can change the data. Like, I, I'm advocating for this. Let's not spend three months pretending maybe the midterm fe- effect isn't real and that it will magically okay. go and away. quickly, the
0: midterm effect, in plain right. English, the midterm yeah. effect is the, the party is, that I comes so. and takes power in the right. net, in the first midterms, the, yeah. th- that party loses big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And I'm advocating for this. Like, this is a fact. We shouldn't even bother to debate it.
1: And we know for sure that reality isn't moving public opinion because we just saw two months of it. So given this reality, instead of debating whether it's going to happen, why don't we just accept it and build a strategy that's aimed directly at interrupting
0: it? OK, so how do we do that now? You, you, the House is virtually tied. There's like three or four seats different. So it looks like the Democrats will lose control of the House in 2022. Ever for those who don't know, Every member of the House of Representatives is up for election every two years. The Senate is cut in thirds. So every two years, a third of the Senate is up for for election. So how are we how are we positioned? The House, I think we're in trouble. The Senate, how are we looking?
1: Well, again, you know, uh, if you lose 20 seats in the House, um, then you will not be holding the Senate and <laughs> particularly vulnerable down in Georgia and Arizona All right. Um, We have a couple. The Senate is if we only had this Senate map in 2018, the Democrats would have had a double wave. It would have been Mm -hmm. in both chambers. So it really is contingent to the races. Mm -hmm. Our best pickup opportunities are actually in those two uh, two of the three Midwestern um, blue belt states, Uh, Michigan, and um, is has. The Whitmer reelection. Right. And um, and then in Pennsylvania, they have oh. a governor's uh, race and they've right. got an excellent candidate front runner for that one. The problem is that it, elections are determined by coalition turnout and how better, who best dominates that conversion pool. The conversion pool is going to break 55, 45 roughly in favor of the GOP just on in-party fundamentals. We can change that, though, by hammering that that poll, that that pool of people with messaging that makes them fear change, makes them fear the Republican Party. And that should not be hard to do, because all we have to do is tell them the things that the Republican Party is doing.
0: Who is the person who can tell them those things, though, that they will believe? Who, 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 Who do we have? So, like,
1: you know, I mean, here's the thing. You think about the media ecosystem and the Republican advertising system. They are never talking about themselves. They're always mm-hmm. talking about us. So the easiest way for me to answer this question for a lay audience and to give people something actionable is start to listen Start to listen to yourself. How much are you talking about us and policy and all the shit that we like to talk about versus them? Because what I need is every motherfucker talking about the Republican Party, right? When people say, oh, well, Congress didn't pass bill back better, you have to hit them back and be like, that's because Republicans, right? right? You have to tell them that the Republican Party is coming for all of their shit, right? Their health, their
0: wealth, and their security. And make them feel afraid. Right. Okay, so we need to, we need to be fact-heavy. We need Rick Scott's. New Republican plan for to 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 make Social Security and Medicare expire every five years, so you have to renew. I mean, it's insane. He wants to take away what little social safety net we have left.
1: Yeah, and imagine if I could teach you to say the Republican Party secret plan, right? That's, the I, Republican that's Party secret plan, time, right? So everybody say it with us: the, the Republican, Republican Party secret, secret plan. plan. Okay, the Republican Party secret plan to raise taxes and end Social Security and Medicare, right? And you, if we could say that, and then, you know, the people listening to this say that, and then the news people start saying that, and the party people start saying that, and you're asking me how it happens, and mm-hmm. I realize this sounds pie in the sky, guys, but the, the stakes are the survival of the American experiment, okay? So yes. I have no choice but to be pretty fucking bold in my vision, and what I'm telling us is we need to talk. About them, we need to always be talking about them. We need to hammer some of these catchphrases at them the way that they do to us. And it, you know, it is easy to say, "Well, we can't do it because we've never done it," and, and that's really where we've but
0: we. Years. Yeah, but we have. You know what, uh, Rachel have. Rachel yeah. is our guest, and just think back. Twelve years, uh, we just had Obama visit the White House to commemorate the twelve year mark of passing the Affordable Care Act. Well, I don't know if you, re- I'm sure you remember, but Alan Grayson was a congressman from down here in florida and we still quote him 12 13 14 years later the republican health care plan is don't get sick but if you get sick the republican health care plan is die quickly that, that's exactly and, right? right and that's true that the fucking
1: slogan like, like yes. With that, right? yes so when i'm nicole you could not have mentioned something better and this may end up in the book okay okay yes. <laughs> that, that is so true and at the time Time. I mean, if Twitter existed and I had been a thing on it, I would have been like, <laughs> that's the slogan. You know, Republican health care plan. Don't get sick. And if you do, die quick. Yes. <laughs> it's not ours. Yes. And you know, so when you say we've done it before, we have had these conversations for decades. Okay? And we now and we have, have the awesome.
0: Affordable Care Act. I have and health what insurance. I'm because is of it.
1: now right. it's time for the, oh, the system, which is a decentralized mess, so it's not natural for us. But we can do it. We're a party of incredibly smart people who most of the people who have organizing experience, we can fucking do this, guys. The secret Republican plan to raise taxes
0: and end Social Security and Medicare. Just yes.
2: Say that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> OK, well, and now we need somebody to lead the party now uh, this uh, hopefully we can all do this we can all do our own metaphorical die quickly uh, thing but um, but then we got to look forward to 2024 because it's right around the corner and we do have a problem. You know, here's the thing that gets me. Joe Biden is 79. Donald Trump is only four years younger than him. That's, at that age, that's nothing. When you're two and seven, that's a big deal. But it's 75 and 79 I'm sorry. There's no difference there. How did we let them reposition Joe Biden to be the fee- feeble old coot when when, Barack, when when Donald Trump is out of his fucking mind? I love that you mentioned this too because God, it just
1: is such a great way to illustrate this concept. Yeah, guys, we all watch Donald Trump bragging on camera about you know his fucking whatever. All man,
0: woman, ch- man, person, so man, woman, regard. camera thing. <laughs> yeah, right, right,
1: like. And yet, here's the thing, the public opinion data don't lie, right, if you, when you poll about feebility, it's Joe Biden that carries that brand, right. that, who's, who's mentally slow? Okay, and the reason it's important for you to understand, like how that is, is because when I said that our side is especially tuned out of news and information, no one sees any of the shit that we see. None. They never have any of these conversations. They are. They don't. There's algorithms on Twitter have no politics in them, and our job is we must tell them if we want want them to know because yes, that's how much that inferential differential is, informational differential is between the right and the left. And it's not just their distribution network, though, and it's a big factor in it. It's not just that. It is that we are naturally more heterogeneous. We are naturally more likely to be doing other shit than watching old people news. Yes. (laughs) So we have to get that information. It, It can be in seven second digital ads, which I call flash branders, my style. They can be on Hulu. They can be on YouTube. It can be on Reddit. But like that's where the people that we need to hit are and we have
0: to hit them hard. Uh, this is this is such good stuff, and my listeners are right there with you. I promise you this i mean it's just common sense again who do what what do we do looking forward to 2024 because yes. whether you know whether joe biden is more feeble-minded than trump or not look i remember talking about trump probably having syphilis and it affecting eating away at his brain he was so out there and ridiculous and oh, he suggested uh, yeah. that we inject bleach to, yes. to, to to treat covid i mean come on or man hurricane, or hurricane. Him. we could go on and on for hours yet that yeah, 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 shit didn't yeah. cut through. Right. So what do we do about 2024? Because I, I don't think we're well positioned with a candidate.
1: Yeah, no, we're not well positioned with a marketing Apparatus, right. and if we don't have it. We can't wait, wait till the 2024 no. cycle to fix it. No, we got to fix it right now. Now, now, or that midterm effect is going to eat us alive. Right, yes. but at the end of the day, that's literally what I wake um up and live, breathe, and um you know fret about constantly. Is how do we? What what can we start changing? And to me, the answer of well, you know, we've talked about that. We've never done it. It's hard. We can't organize. We're Democrats. We're not organized. Like I'm like, no, fuck you. Right. right. We're gonna do it like there's no you're telling me the people some of the smartest people in in the country some of the most talented people in the country in this party and we can't we're getting our asses wiped by these morons dude no i just can't i can't
0: have it dude no. we gotta win yes All right. So so this is our um, our mission. Should you care to accept? Don't take the bullshit anymore. Turn it around. And and look, you know what? I'm guilty of it, because if I'm doing news, I would rather focus on the amazing speech Jamie Raskin made on the floor telling Marjorie Q. Green to shove it up her ass um, than here the you know the about the details of Rick Scott's plan to secret plan to kill social security and medicare <laughs> but i guess i need to focus more on rick scott and the republicans secret plan to kill social security and medicare
1: Yeah, here's a good parameter for any, and you're not alone. This is all through liberal and mainstream and progressive media, okay? It's just our nature and the system that we've created. And so, therefore, to change it, it's like quitting a habit. We have to actually do it intentionally. Right. Right. And so, for me, whenever you're putting something together, whoever you are, I'm talking to Nicole and and the broader public, too, like, ask yourself, is this topic – hurting Republicans, like, am I shining light on the Republican Party, or am I preaching to the choir, talking about something that's never going to happen anyway? Because right now, we really just need everybody rowing in one direction, and that Mm -hmm. direction is to highlight in every way, shape, and form what the fuck is happening in the Republican Party, and what will happen to America if they take control.
0: Got it. I need to ask you about one other thing that I know you've written about, you've talked about, and that is, stop giving us these namby-pamby, Republican-like blue dog assholes. Stop electing the Joe Manchins and the Kirsten Cinemas. Get real Democrats, people who will stand up and say, I'm a Democrat and I'm proud of it. Whether they want to call themselves progressive or not is one thing, but they can't be Republican light. Because if they try to win on those terms, the people who want that are going to vote for the Republicans. Exactly,
1: dude. But here's the thing. I want to make something very clear. Joe Manchin, like the behavior that he does, and I know people like, oh, it's because he's got this money and that money and this thing and that. No, guys, he's in a fucking Trump plus 30 times Well, state. that's true. He's the
2: last Democrat that will come out of West
1: Virginia in a century. Yep. Okay? Yep. He's a historic leftover, too. So if you get rid of Joe Manchin, that seat is Republican. Is red. Right. Yep. He is the 50th, 50th. You would not be confirming the judge today because you would never have had confirmation hearings True. about Joe Manchin. So he's not completely fucking useless. Kristen Senema, on the other hand, is <laughs> completely <no> fucking useless. <laughs> okay, I got nothing on that. But let me tell you, every time we're talking about those two as being the impediments. To, um, progress. We're doing so with this base knowledge that actually the real problem is this Republican opposition. Yeah. There, are, there are those
0: return. two, but all 50 we Republicans. We the assumption that that's what
1: people hear, that, we're, that is hearing our voice, and that is not what they hear, guys. You have to make that connection clear to them that, no, it's actually, you know, the Republicans are filibustering this thing. They're, why, you know, there could be two that could vote for any. Thing say that joe manchin and senator are holding up right. right the reason by the way joe manchin is doing this shit is because he has to at least occasionally behave like a republican because that's whose electorate is it's you know he, trump won the state by 80 percent so has like 80 30 or, something, or 80 20 so you know, you, you know it's, it's electorally disincentivized and we really don't do that we assume the audience understands The unspoken elephant in the room, Mm -hmm. and we define everything internally. Do you see what I'm saying? So the focus is on the internal issues, and it ignores or does not provide the broader context, that we're living in a very atypical time period, that the Republican Party has collapsed into chaos. It's a decay that started way back in 2010, you know, with purging of moderates for um, extremists Mm -hmm. and that gerrymandering process. And now we're bearing the fruits of a system that has been radicalized nonstop and without any pushback from us for 10 years. So, you know, voters don't know the Republican Party is an extremist party
0: and we have to tell them. We must, uh, Rachel Bitakoff. I could, I could talk to you for hours. I can't thank you enough for joining us today, for following me on Twitter, so I could contact you. Are so-
1: you kidding? It's my, I mean, oh, I'm the one that's god. privileged. I mean, I, I gotta say, like the 1990s, me would be like, damn, I'm talking to
0: Nicole Sandler <laughs> on the internet. What the fuck is that? No. I, I would have been like, oh my god, I it. Mean, <laughs> so girl, well, I'm I'm going to so send you my Alanis Morissette interview from the please, 90s. And so now it. if a campaign wants to hire you, you said you're looking to fill your dance card, how do they get how do they find you?
2: Yeah,
1: I'm not saying, you know, I'm not trying to turn anybody off, but I do want to make things clear. I, I, um, I'm i a woman on a mission, and that is a mission that I take very seriously. So I am definitely working and looking to work with anything that's in competitive places that can help us hold 51 seats in the Senate and yes. 217 in the House. Please. If we have those two numbers on November 8th or whatever of 2022, you know, this year, then we will have performed a fucking miracle. Okay. Yep, to hold those two. Cha- so that's the truth the cycle and and i'm really um keen to get involved in every way i can in in improving the probability of that
0: okay so they should find you on twitter they should contact
1: (laughs) i mean you know i think i'm findable i don't think i'm like share right but i don't have an email i have open dms on twitter okay there you go Maga world is doesn't have they're too fucking wussy to mess with me so i don't even have you know really bad dms okay
0: cool just, just because be you know every thursday i speak with howie klein howie klein runs the blue america pack and is in the business of finding the best progressive candidates and he's got some really good ones that who knows so you know maybe we can make a connection here well,
1: Rachel, we feel free i mean this is again the dance card needs to fill but it needs and it needs to fill in a way that i can I'm, I'm basically building a shield operation through my endeavors i know what the party's going to do i know how they're going to do it and then i'm trying to supplement the shit that will be missing which will be the, everything that we want to push the referendum effect towards the gop
0: got it perfect um you're you're so needed right now and i'm so glad you're rising to the occasion rachel biddecoffer i'll put her twitter handle up on the on the blog where i post the show it'll be at nicole sandler.com slash 4-8-22 that's when this airs uh rachel thank you so much this has been awesome and i hope we can do uh, it again
1: no happy back and, and thanks so much, and so much and
0: so- Yeah, so um, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. She's great. And yes, she gives me a run for the money in the cursing department. (laughs) So for once, someone with a bigger potty mouth than I have. How about that? I hope you got a lot out of that. So here's our lesson. The Republican secret plan to kill Medicare and Social Security. We need to point out and drive home the heinous shit they do. I get it. It's, uh, what did you call it? Negative partisanship. Okay, it makes sense to me. It really does. Election analyst and political strategist, Rachel Biddecoffer. There are a few ways to keep up with Rachel's work. She has a Substack. You can subscribe to it at substack.com slash at the cycle. I think she means election cycle. Just, you know. Anyway, uh, Rachel Biddecoffer also has a new book on the way. It's called "Hit 'Em Where It Hurts, How to Save Democracy by Beating Republicans at Their Own Game. It's set for release in February of 2024. I guess I'll have to reach out to her publisher to make sure we get in on that book tour. All right, we've got a few minutes left in the hour. So let's check in with another of our favorite song parody artists. Founders Sing popped up out of nowhere a few years ago, merging AI deep fake technology with musical talents to create these parody song videos. We're going to finish up today with one of their songs that features Barack and Michelle Obama with a Biden cameo. I know it's lacking a little bit if you don't see the video, but bear with me, it works. They're parodying an earth, wind, and fire song called September. This one is November.
3: was a box labeled classified, kept thinking I could show it off and they just let it slide. But then some jerk up in D.C. realized that they were gone. I said, you're wrong, because they've been mine all along. But now there's Jack, back from The Hague. He's as relentless as a bloodhound and as deadly as the plague I should have chained those stupid locks and caused a fire or a flood Now the Feds have re-indicted me, the Dems are smelling blood My lawyers quit, walked out the door Please turn around now, cause I won't pay for any more Thank God the GOP is rushing to my side, there's a few though who hope I lay down and die? It's classified. I won't survive. They got evidence like tapes and texts. They won't believe my lies. Yeah, the feds are on my ass and my friends are flipping fast. It's classified. I won't survive. Hey, hey. I'll spend every minute left in my gold golf cart, ask those suckers for donations, yeah I'll squeeze them hard, and I'll spend oh so many nights raging at somebody else, if I was president then I could pardon myself. Now look at me, I always lose, I'm not that puffed up orange blob who used to dance for you. So if you feel a little pity, send a dollar, maybe five. Don't make me cry. Don't let me lay down and die. It's classified. I won't survive. They got evidence like tapes and texts. They won't believe my lies. Yeah, the beds are on my ass and my friends are flipping fast. It's classified. I won't survive. Hey, hey.